0: Hey everybody, Mark, Lily, and Eric here, we're doing an episode of Wild Wild Will, where we go through all the Will Smith movies and talk about them uh, for the podcast, and this time we're doing Suicide Squad, we're in 2007, is this 2017? 2016. 2016, Suicide Squad, not THE Suicide Squad.
1: Confusing. Just
0: Suicide Squad. Very confusing. Will Smith is not in the Suicide Squad.
1: So confusing. How
0: many okay. times
2: are we going to say Squad? Um, no. Wait. I was going <laughs> to say, dude, you know what's fucking crazy? If you go onto Google, I start typing in Suicide Squad because I want to find like the IMDb page and the Wikipedia. Yeah. And when you type in Suicide, prevention, and, right? No, 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 no. Oh. The movie Suicide Squad comes up and it made me think, why is this the first thing coming up when i type in suicide into google shouldn't oh, it be, like it should be
0: prevention
2: y- yes
1: oh, let me type it in maybe your algorithm let me look love i'm gonna type in well google. eric's
0: definitely got he's gonna Two. kill himself vibes take, take so. your
2: take your time <laughs> s-u-i-c see if it recommends the movie
1: okay the first thing that happens is just suicide And then Suicide Squad, then Suicide Squad guy who can climb. Oh, those are just my most recent thing. Let me just go straight up.
0: (laughs) Here, I'm going to do it on mine, on my (laughs) work
2: computer. I was for my computer, dude. It like would just was like, no, you're not, you don't need suicide prevention. You want to watch suicide.
1: Mine goes suicide squad, suicide squad guy who can climb anything, suicide squad streaming, suicide squad tattoos, suicide squad two, suicide prevention hotline, suicide prevention, suicide hotline yeah
0: yeah no nah, it's fine dude
1: if you are going to commit suicide first <laughs> you, have to, you have to watch this movie <laughs> Wait, and then you can call a hotline it'll definitely
0: convince you to do it more <laughs> after watching this <laughs> <laughs> that's so, crazy yeah you just have to watch the movie man i i this is i'm just gonna say something off the bat this is how it. it's not gonna seem like it at first but this is how bad suicide squad is okay the movie that we're going to talk about today with Will Smith suicide squad made 700 and something million dollars mm-hmm. in the box office and, and has awful ratings on we'll see. We'll just say rotten tomatoes, awful audience score, awful critic score. It's yeah. like 20% or something. The suicide squad has actually pretty good ratings, at least on rotten tomatoes, good audience score, pretty decent, um, uh, critic score, but lost money. Suicide wow. Squad. It was so bad that people were like, You're not tricking me again. And they didn't go see the James Gunn, the Suicide Squad. I
1: think it's confusing. They should have named it something fucking else. Like, that is so confusing that you're like, I'm going to put the in front of it and it's going to erase the taste of a bad movie from people's mouth. And it's like, no, it's just going to confuse me about which one's good, which one's bad, and I'm not going to take my chance. And it had
0: different characters, too. Now, I don't know the right. It had like shark shark guy and lava girl in it. Or some shit. Is it the yeah, one yeah, yeah. that
1: had John Cena in it. Yeah.
2: Yes. And, and the, uh,
1: Is there like a weird scene in that one where like John Cena is like going to have sex with someone or there's like a strip tease scene hmm. never seen and it. like i don't know like heads explode
2: i mean I i've even... seen i've seen the suicide squad twice i remember oh, he wow. threatens to suck a bunch of dicks or something okay. i don't know but mark you have to you have to put the asterisks when you say what you're saying because suicide squad came out two, 2016 yeah and the Suicide Squad came out 2021 during the height oh, of the COVID. Mm. So oh, okay, box okay. Office, you can't really judge it because it was also one of those weird things where it was day and day streaming and also available theatrically. I just yeah. watch it at home. So it's hard to like figure out That's like true. one made less money. But dude, seven hundred million dollars. I feel like don't they mind. also considered it a failure. That's so much fucking money.
1: No, like they don't consider it because they made like oh, a billion don't. dollars.
2: Oh,
0: okay. it's like, but they but they had to, they went, we have to redo this whole thing. Oh, well, like
1: critically, entertainment wise, it was a failure, but box office wise, it made them Buku box. It was like their second highest DC universe movie,
2: which is so apropos that we're talking about one DC and also we're uh talking about James Gunn because we're gonna get into the weeds on that. Do you are guys we, know anything about what I'm talking about? That James Gunn is now in charge of DC, yeah. Which I find very interesting that Do like, you? yeah, because it's like they make this movie Suicide Squad. David Ayer directs it. We'll get into it, but it's a complete mess. Like people who cut trailers ended up editing the movie and not yeah. to the director's wishes. It's, it's a complete mess. And then they reboot it, like Mark said, where it's like they kept some of the characters, changed other things. I mean, uh, they only you know, kept Margot Robbie. And uh, who's the boring guy who likes the demon in this one? Um, Joel Kinneman. And he's like way better in the Suicide Squad. He's like the military guy who's leading. Oh, the
0: southern like just. Oh, dude. Wow. was
1: he nothing?
2: He was like katana king. She has a sword. <laughs> mm. Um, but I uh, he shows up. A couple other characters show up. But anyways, uh now James Gunn, dude, who wants to be in charge of any the franchise, Marvel, DC, like. It doesn't last, and especially in DC, like they have. I mean, it obviously
1: does last. Like, look at Kevin Feige over at Marvel.
2: I'm talking from 2022. Like, do you think this is going to last any longer? Is this going to go on? Like, we're coming towards
1: the end. of this chapter in entertainment. So to
2: inherit a superhero like studio, I don't know. No, I'm
1: with you because honestly, I think it's two things. I think that fans are getting a little tired of it. I think actors are also getting tired of these like long multi-year deals with these huge franchises. Yeah. You know, it is a lot, it, but here's my thing. Uh, I'm not going to ever be able to say a lot of bad things about James Gunn because God damn it. I love his brother who played Kurt on Gilmore Girls. So
2: He was in Gilmore Girls?
1: His brother. Yes. His brother was um, Kirk on Gilmore Girls. And that motherfucker stole every scene that he was in. He was supposed to be just like a throwaway character. But like he was so fucking funny that they built like an entire character around him. So just from that blood relation alone, like I have to I have to be a fan of James Gunn, whether I want to be or not. Or unless he does something really terrible, then I'll revoke my fandom.
0: All right. Should I go through what this movie's about? If you can, it, I mean, I feel like plot-wise, it's nothing, nothing to shake a dick at. But it's, uh, I think, the hard part is going to be how many characters there are and how little I know about any of these C-list villains or whatever they're supposed to be. I mean, these are all Batman and Superman villains.
2: Yeah, I, I might, be able, I might be able to help out a little. I have a little insider knowledge, if you know what I mean.
1: So I'm just going to watch a lot of it. I'm (laughs) I'm going to get knowledge.
2: Me and my friends are watching the Justice League cartoon from like the early 2000s, and multiple episodes have dinosaurs. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Uh, How is this happening?
1: (laughs) Honestly, we should have gotten my brother because I feel like my brother knows a lot about at least the Batman universe. He's watching a lot of that animated Batman on Mm. TV.
0: All right. So I'm going to. I'm going to just kind of I'm going to say the main people here. We got, you know, Will Smith Mm -hmm. and his character is Deadshot Mm -hmm. Floyd Lawton, and then there's Margot Robbie, and she plays Harley Quinn, Jared Leto. He plays Joker. Then Viola Davis plays Amanda Waller. All right. And Viola Davis is. Putting together a thing called the Suicide Squad, which are all these bad guys. Are they all in Arkham? I don't fucking know. I saw Arkham mentioned once at some point, and these are like Batman and Superman villains, I I assume. And she's getting this squad together uh, to go out and to, like, she's like a government, like, be like an arm of the government and basically do what superheroes can't do. I think, because I don't watch the DC shit, Superman and Batman are kind of out of commission right now.
2: Uh, is Superman's it superman dead? dead? Yeah, Superman okay. died in the last film because this takes place after Batman versus Superman and spoilers. which was
1: very Batman. surprising to me. I did not know Superman was dead. I so that so, was So
2: basically they yeah, they they're
0: using them to to help fight crime and and work with the government. She puts basically like bombs in their brain. So if they uh, step out of line, she's going to blow them up. So there's like, you know, six or seven or or eight of them. I don't know if this is their initial uh, uh, initial like objective, but there's this one lady enchantress played by that one supermodel, Cara Delevingne, Cara Delevingne, and she's part of the Suicide Squad at first, and she's like under Viola Davis's control because Viola Davis has her heart in a box. She's like a mummy or some shit. (laughs) And basically she turns into the bad guy and the Suicide Squad has to stop her and her brother which are like some weird mummy Egyptian yeah. bad guys or something. And they have to go st- stop. What's her name? Kara? Yeah. Just the Chantress. Chantres. They have to go stop her. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, so basically they just the whole movie is them walking towards where she is. They're mm-hmm. in a city and they're just walking down a street mm-hmm. towards where she is. And they have to fight some bad guys on the way. Mm-hmm. There's a like couple of helicopters. Soldiers. Helicopters. too many helicopters. There's a kind of like a B story of Joker. You know, Joker and Mm -hmm. Harley Quinn are together and Joker's trying to basically break Harley Quinn out of this situation. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So there's that. It really doesn't matter. No. But that happens. And she ends up back with the Suicide Squad and you think Joker's dead, but he's fucking not or whatever. Yeah. And then they go and they beat Enchantress Mm -hmm. and they're like the Suicide Squad and... That's pretty much it.
1: You know, can I just say out the gate that I don't really enjoy the um, the trope. I don't know if it's a trope because I don't know if it's done enough, but people are stupid enough to try it frequently of we're going to get all the bad guys together and they're going to be doing the good guy stuff. Like, it's just not That good or that interesting? I much prefer the trope of here are what are supposed to be good guys and holy shit, they're bad guys. It is
0: not as fun in the reverse. Well, this what what this movie should have done is uh, is they should what you're well. I mean, a movie that's like that is is Ocean's Eleven, and I feel like I brought Mm. up Ocean's Eleven before in another movie. Yeah, I
1: feel like you're gonna force me to watch it, but I'm just saying you
0: talk about it. This movie should have copied, like, watched Ocean's Eleven and copied it exactly where it's like you have the beginning action sequence, and then you have we got to get the crew together, and then you have what's the mission with our crew, our ragtag crew of people we had to get together, right? Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. it's go and do it, do the thing that you got to do, and then there's the little bit of a twist or a double cross at the end. Mm-hmm. And then just fucking throw, throw the credits on there. You got yourself a goddamn movie. Instead, of they try to do this <laughs> Black Hawk Down bullshit.
1: <laughs> I would have also maybe preferred if it's like the villains all had to come together of their own accord. Like no one's really trusting each other, but they had like a mission that they all wanted to get done. So they had to work together as opposed to like the government, like putting a gun to their head. I don't know. It just felt kind of hokey. Some of it like I'm not a bad guy. I just do bad things. I don't know. It just felt like kind of hokey at moments.
2: Yeah. And I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to evoke Rob Zombie on this podcast. Ooh. I don't even know why I'm being a big deal. I kind—I like. Oh, my Bob. God, he just <laughs> appeared in my room. He's he's, he's in his 50s. <laughs> he's a good guy. I like him. Uh, he honestly
1: but, seems like a nice person.
2: Yeah, he, he like lives in Connecticut, has a farm. Um, So. <laughs> I evoke him because as much as this movie, I think, wants them all to be bad guys. They're not really like Deadshot, who's Will Smith, right? Mm-hmm. He like is an assassin, but he's also killing like mob bosses and stuff. Like he's not killing. Oh, we need you to kill this housewife for us or something like. He Shining. doesn't
1: kill women. And he doesn't kill children.
2: Right. So it's just like, okay he's not bad he's just doing like i don't know and so i evoke rob zombie because he did something using the tool of like storytelling to like fuck with an audience when he made the devil's rejects where he literally gives you the most like despicable (laughs) crazy fucking characters like the the first hour of that movie are like those characters these three serial killers like taking innocent people hostage in a hotel making them do like sexual acts to them mm-hmm. then murdering them butchering them making them wear the flesh of their partners like it just like the worst most grotesque thing and then the next hour he convinces you that like you want to see them live and be the heroes and oh. like you you hit some free bird at the end oh you're like hell, I yeah, hell them- the- the- don't world. shoot them. Don't shoot him. <laughs> and he does in like he does things where it's like, oh, after they've just like murdered these people, they're gonna go out for ice cream, and you see like their relationship and how silly they can be and like how loyal they are to each other. And they, he gives these qualities. And again, it's the power of storytelling where it's like, oh fuck, look how easily you can be persuaded to be on the side of these people who just did the most like grotesque fucking things or whatever. So I think there, there's something to be said about that, the powerfulness of cinema of storytelling. But yeah, you get this, and it's like wait are they bad that you know are they i don't know i don't know
0: the, the like, one guy that truly seemed bad which was my one of my favorite guys there's two of my favorite guys uh, i liked australian guy that just they're just like fucking just give him a boomerang yeah okay uh, call it maru or That's something give him a boomerang he was like the bad guy like like he felt like he was just like bad like he was just the whole time he was like conniving and stuff and they blew that motherfucker up pretty immediately right no, There's they the blew guy. up. Uh, they a blew up. A wall climber. Slipknot.
2: slipknot. Yeah.
0: Um, and then the other guy I like is Crocodile Dude uh, because at one point when they break him out of jail, he's doing push ups. And I'm like, I like that a crocodile has to like stay in shape. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, still got to work on his upper body strength. No. And he's
2: miss- a good actor too.
1: Well, he didn't show it. Um, <laughs> The only dude that I kind of liked. That I felt like they gave a decent enough backstory that could have had the potential to do that like bad guy that you're rooting for was the guy who could shoot flames.
0: Right. Uh, Like I
1: kind of like dug like the
0: Mexican gangster type of thing. Like
1: a real like pacifist where he's just like, no man, like I don't know where I got these powers, but like the more I use them and the more power I get like, the worst of a person I become, and I don't want to be that person, but then they kind of egg him on to use his power, and it was, like, beneficial, but it makes him feel like shit when he uses them. Like, to me, out of all of them, I think that one was the best done for, like, he's a bad guy, but, like, maybe you could pity him a little bit everybody else was just kind of like like will smith was like super fucking hokey like i'll just love my daughter and it's like well then why are you fucking killing people so you can't just have full custody of your daughter and she's like Ooh. i don't
2: know,
1: I don't <laughs> know. Like, there goes there's no real fucking reason
0: well just so to get into it a lot of the problems of this with eric was talking about like how they switched editors and you're
2: saying you said it was somebody that edits trailers that ended up doing it. Oh it but, was a company like they like the company that edited the trailer for the film they went to them and they wanted them to cut the movie the, and the, the entire mo- right uh, and the entire movie top to bottom and you can feel that right talk about embarrassing. 10 minutes of the movie it's insane. And then the other thing was was
0: there was reshoots but like and obviously there's reshoots in a lot of movies but this one it was like the budget for reshoots was like 20 million um and and they had to they they wanted to make it funnier and Mm. focus more on harley quinn and apparently the the original idea of it was darker and harley quinn and joker's relationship was more violent and so they took that part out of it. So that's what I read where it was like, oh, so this was definitely just like needed to be fucked with and they failed or they fucked with it and messed it up.
1: I think it's probably a little bit of both. Like it was a ship that was going to sink regardless of what you did with it. It was just a matter of where the sinking was going to come from. Um, I, I
2: think. Yeah, I I agree with you, Lily, because I did read something where it was like they showed audience like the cut that the director did and they showed audiences the trailer house cut or whatever. And they both scored like equally the same, but they still decided Mm. to release the trailer cut version because they're like, whatever, we'll just do this one instead.
1: I mean, even the director pretty openly admits like there's a lot that he would
0: do differently. Well, he wrote it, too. Yeah, he wrote it. You'd think he'd have more
2: control over this whole thing. Uh, and well, he's a pretty, okay. like, recognizable director-writer.
1: Okay, well, can I say something ballsy then? And, like, I'm sorry to this man. He's just, like, not fucking good at being a director, because guess what? We have to sit through his garbage in the next podcast brightly or bright or whatever the bright. fuck. Bright. Um, like, no offense to him, but just, like, we all have, like, skill sets and, like, Maybe that's just like, is not his skill set? I don't know. He
0: wrote Fast and Furious. So well, and well, like, I was like
1: training looking day. at his movies. He wrote
2: a winning training day. He, he
1: wrote, wrote it. He didn't direct
2: it. But have you guys seen Sabotage with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Now that's a good David Ayer film. Hey, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. it's actually really good. Uh, and he also did the Shia LaBeouf one where he plays like a gangster with like a big tattoo on his chest that came out like last year. Mark was making fun of it at some point. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs)
1: You know, like maybe he's like a really good writer, but maybe he needs the filter of a director for his writing. You know what I mean? Because I feel like there's got to be some nice um, push and pull between like a director and a writer. It's got to be kind of hard when you're writing it and then directing it. And maybe you're not like fucking very good at one of those things.
2: I mean, here's the other thing. You guys remember release the Snyder cut. There's also release the air cut. So when he said just,
1: there is not one.
2: <laughs> uh, but there's a movement for it. They're trying to get <laughs> out there, but he uh,
1: has like been like, guys, surprise. There is not one hiding that. in a but he, he straight up says like he just didn't shoot good shit.
2: But he's also rallying up the fans because he's releasing like shit that the studio doesn't want you to see like deleted scenes and things that they make it. Basically, DC had the huge issue where Zack Snyder stepped off of justice league because of a family tragedy. And then also I think the studio wanted to strip it from his hands because it was too bleak. They wanted to Joss Whedon it up. So they got Joss Whedon to do a new version of justice league that came out. The fans hated it and then released the Snyder cut movement happened. And the fans got their way over the pandemic. They released the justice league Snyder cut version. Right. And that one was like immensely better than the Joss Whedon one. Um, now people want the air cut to come out, and I kept thinking about this: Are we living in a time period where, like, release the air cut and release the snare cut is kind of like the same people who don't believe in elections and think there's like election fraud? <laughs> like, people just can't accept the media they're giving. Back in the day, when you saw a shitty movie or something you didn't like, you just had to sit in it and be like, "This fucking sucked." <laughs> like, yeah. is but now. People are like, well, this isn't the true film like we need to release the true version. And there is a true version over there. And we're going to like raise money and start a movement because elections aren't real and movies aren't real anymore. And it's I don't know. It's very fucking strange.
1: I feel like maybe people just get like sick of um, what they feel like a studio meddling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, back in the day, studios ran everything. They literally owned act. I mean, fuck, they still do. I guess they own actors like this is what you're doing. And like, no one really gave a fuck as long as you were throwing movies out. That's all we cared about. As we're like now, I feel like there is so much to consume that we're almost irate if we have to consume something that we think isn't up to snuff. And then we're just like, it wasn't the director, it was the studio. And you know, maybe sometimes it is the director.
0: There there was a well I'm 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 listening to a podcast that's going through all of the presidents of the United States and they all get their own podcast. And a lot of these old-timey presidents what we know about them is they would just keep diaries, right? Mm-hmm. And they would write notes to people. And there was this one president that They they did forensic looks at his notes and stuff. And, you know, 30 years later, after his presidency, he was going back in time to his old notes and editing them Mm. to more fit the narrative of how he wanted to be viewed Mm. and of what was more okay. You know, times change and sensibilities change. Mm. So even in history, people are making edits to their work
2: weirdly enough i don't i i think i don't want to come down too hard on david ayer and not to say like we can't critique the movie that's in front of our face um because he obviously had a strong hand in it i just feel like hmm oh, oh that's why That this is why i can't come down too hard on him because if you look at the timeline it's something ridiculous where they're just like you need to write it and start shooting it and like two months or something crazy. And there was not even like a pitch now. Yes. The director doesn't have to agree to it, but in these trying times, you got to work baby. And you got to get things cooking or whatever. So you're going to agree to the big studio film, but it's that double-edged sword, right? You agree to the thing that you have to write in two months, get shooting. It has a bunch of special effects. You got to cast it, all this shit. And then you finally release it. And then they go, we don't like it. Reshoots trailer house edits it. And then we're going to put it out. I mean, dude, uh,
1: he's in a shit spot. I'm, I'm with it. I was looking him up. He's like a high school dropout. Like, he got bad brain. No, he doesn't have bad brain. I'm just saying, like, if if DC came and was like Lily, direct this film, and I was like, guys, what the living fuck do I know about this? <laughs> They'd be like, we don't give a shit. Pull it together. I mean, like, yeah, I would do it. But I also wouldn't fault anybody if they're like, wow, this bitch did a bad job at it. And like, you know, I'm sorry. He's a real person with like real feelings, but like bright fucking suck too. like, I guess he's just not my vibe. You know what I mean? Like, I get that he had like time constraints. But like, when I see a pattern of just like not watchable movies from someone, I have to like look at the common denominator and you know what maybe he's someone's vibe maybe there's other things he could make that i would enjoy but maybe like a two-hour movie just isn't the medium i enjoy from him like i think he could make a really good music video
0: this this is also the movie where um Jared Leto tried to pull that like that. He's a method actor type of thing where he was in character as the we Joker, though, the entire we
1: didn't <laughs> need to get into the Jared Leto,
0: the so. entire time. Like, what, what was he? Was
2: he like tricking people or something? sending like, like condoms to people and dead rats, like use condoms, dead rats. Fucking, you know what? Let this it's... be
1: the podcast. I'll say <laughs> it. Jared Leto seems like a fucking asshole. Well, I... I'll say it. I'm just I'm. We're going to say it. This is all allegedly because Eric gets so nervous. (laughs) Oh, you stole my joke. You stink. David Ayers, you stink as a director. Jared Leto, you stink as a person. Margot Robbie, you seem like a fucking angel. I Um,
0: don't know this. This is one of those things where I mean, this is like this has been said a billion times, but it really is true. It's like nobody's a method actor when they're playing a nice person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I went around and spread good cheer. Yeah. It's always just like, I was shitting in a cup and I threw it in somebody's face. Or I was just mean to people, like on set. You know what was bizarro to me
1: with this movie is I had to
0: ask Mark while we
1: were watching it. Um, cause I'm not like super versed in Marvel or DC, but DC especially, cause they all look like hunks of shit. Um, I was like, did they did they make a Joker movie with Jared Leto? And Mark's like, oh. And I was like, there wasn't one before this. No. There wasn't one after this. No. Why have I spent so much of my life having to hear about Jared Leto as the Joker when he's not even like a star in this movie? He's definitely the subplot of this movie. So why... Have I had to hear so much about that trash
0: as the Joker? It's called the Internet, baby. Well, because they like I think he initially was more of the story and Mm. they pulled back on it. And then he just kind of became a meme. And so that's
2: why you have to remember where we were in 2016, too, where basically The last time we saw a Joker on screen was Heath Ledger in 2008. And that Mm. was such like a big cultural thing. It's something people still talk about. So when you cast a new Joker and you're getting your first images of of him on the internet, oh my God, the first trailer, there is that like, I don't know, fan hype of just like, oh my God, we're going to see a new Joker, a new iteration of this character. Finally.
0: Which I, I was thinking like I'm going to say that this I I think Jared Leto was bad at being the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it was good, but I was telling Lily that I think this is more true to other Joker shit where it's like the the Joker's he's always just been kind of like a gangster. Right? Like in the cartoons and even with um the Tim Burton Batman, it's like he's a he's a gangster. Yeah. Like a 1940s gangster, and that's kind of his shtick. And the Christopher Nolan um, you know, Batman movies with uh what's the guy? What's his dick? Keith Ledger. Heath Ledger. Ledger. Wow. He was the one that like brought this like anarchy, like complete, just basically the opposite soul of Batman Joker, like the anti-Batman Joker that's just like chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Just like this chaos and Joker. That that's what Joker is. He's the one that kind of brought that to the big screen. So I feel like that's the odd man out mm. compared to all the other iterations of Joker.
1: I really hated this Joker. Like, I we watched the Joker with Joaquin Phoenix, and listen, I'm fucking sick of it. I don't know why everyone's so hard up on the Joker. It won the Oscar. Listen, <laughs> all it? you fucking
0: didn't it. <laughs> I don't know oh, about that.
1: All you fucking <laughs> fanboys, like. Pick a different villain, okay? Just because it's the only fucking one you can think of when it comes to Batman, just pick a fucking different one because I'm sick of the Joker. Like, I genuinely am. Um, He's only good in the animated cartoons.
0: He won Best Actor.
1: He, fine.
2: Oh, you're right. He did. Yeah. Yeah, Listen, yeah. yeah.
1: I watched that movie. It wasn't fucking very good. He... He was fine in it, but he's playing a character that like, I yeah, we get it. Like, there's so many iterations of the Joker at this point. But wow, watching Jared Leto as the Joker, you know what? Sure. Joaquin, you deserve that fucking Oscar because what Jared Leto did with the Joker was fucking appalling and terrible. And you know what? Maybe Joaquin actually did do a pretty decent job with his version of the Joker. So I guess the kudos to Jared Leto for making me think Joaquin Phoenix's performance was actually decent.
2: Uh, I have a crazy thought. All right, hold on. let's You, you start the next one,
1: OK? Oh, God, I can't even. Right. No,
2: I mean, it's not that crazy. All right. <laughs> First thing I want to do is just give you guys a rundown of what was reportedly sent to the cast. Of Suicide Squad by their uh, cast member Jared Leto, who played the Joker, he sent a live rat, bullets, a dead pig, <laughs> anal beads, um, used <laughs> condoms, sticky porno mags, and dude, this is the crazy. Hate hey, sticky porno mags. Yo, this is the craziest one. A love letter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know. This is a Will Smith podcast. You know, he did not send any of that stuff. He sent
1: bullets to Will Smith.
0: Oh, Lord. Because
1: Will Smith played Deadshot. Right. Which is like a little on the nose. So it definitely points out that he was a little scared of Will Smith. Yeah, I would not do that to (laughs) fucking Will Smith. Will Smith's trip was just like, I never met the real Jared Leto.
2: (laughs) Yeah, do you see how jacked he was in this movie? I would not fuck around with that, dude. Will Smith? Yeah, Will Smith. Is, that I mean,
1: is some like white boy energy, isn't it? Where it's like, hey, hey, I'm gonna send fucking youth condoms to a bunch of people. Then it comes to like the jacked black guy. And you're like,
0: hey, I, How are you doing, I, sir? I, I could, I wish I remembered what this band, the name of this band, but I went to a concert back in the day, like probably like 13, 14 years ago with uh Dalton Castle when I worked with him. Not the I name drop. No, no, I don't even remember the name of this band. It was at at the the bug jar. And the whole shtick with this band is that the lead singer was crazy. (laughs) Like he would do crazy stuff like kick their drums or just like throw shit in the air, like break stuff. And he was like up on the bar stomping around on the bar (laughs) and like throwing napkins and shit. And (laughs) Dalton Castle gave him. The large, like, so he's throwing all this shit. He Dalton Castle handed him the largest, thickest pint glass I've ever seen. And and the guy looked at it, shook his head no, and put it down and (laughs) continued to throw other things. And that's what Jared Leto's doing because a crazy person would have thrown a pint glass at somebody because they're crazy. And Jared Leto never threw the pint glass, he's just doing, he's sending people knickknacks. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah he's being a little little kooky uh so my crazy thought i was having too is and maybe this is more of a comment is that you know how sometimes you'll like see a clip of something from like bollywood or maybe like a japanese film or tv show or a korean film and you're just like oh my god what the fuck is even going on because we have no like societal context for it so mm-hmm. it's just like whoa weird it's a robot that like Drives a planet? That's crazy or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I like watching that,
0: that RR action movie that's yeah. on Netflix. That's like that Indian film.
2: Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that, or just yeah, anything that you've seen, you're just like, I just have no context to this culturally, societally, uh creatively. I just don't know what the fuck's <laughs> going we have the weirdest fucking shit. Like just thinking from an, like if you're a foreigner and you're looking at Batman and the Joker, that's so fucking absurd that we're obsessed with like a clown in a cheap suit fighting a dude who thinks he's a bat. I don't know. (laughs) Just, I don't know. That was really like like hurting my brain for a second. I think I'm also getting superhero fatigue. We've all had it for a while. And so like, I never necessarily want to dip my toe into the suicide squad pill, like pool this movie, yeah. but doing okay. it was a little bit of like, dang, I'd rather be watching something else right now.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's also super hard. Cause I, I get what they're trying to do. They're like, we want to expand the DC universe. There's very few of them. And we want to introduce all the bad guys. Cause I mean, the beginning of this movie it stunk because it was just like, let me introduce a bunch of people and give you like their baseball card stats. And it's just like, Mm -hmm. okay, we get it. Like you're clearly just like using this movie as a vehicle to introduce a bunch of characters that you're then hoping will like click and you'll make a bunch of movies off of them. But the problem is like, DC villains, you have like the major ones from Batman I'm sorry if you love Superman. Most of his villains are very fucking forgettable because he's fucking Superman.
2: You don't you know? like Brainiac or Lex Luthor? Oh, like Lex Luthor is probably Lex the only Luther one
1: Lex Luthor is probably like your best one. But like yeah. if I'm Batman, Lex Luthor in no way like fucking makes me nervous. You know what I mean? Because sure. like I don't care about kryptonite. Um, So like. I think the problem is like you just don't care about a lot of these villains in this movie because you've barely heard of them unless like you're a huge fan. But the problem is this movie needs to get the not huge fans in its court. So it's like, you know, the two people I know, Harley Quinn and the Joker, I've just seen so many iterations of them. And like Margot Robbie does a fine job, though. I will say give her to me in the black and red don't give her to me in this like uh, fucking super sexy thing i don't give a shit about enchantress i don't give a shit about honestly anybody else outside I, those two I,
0: I mean look i'll i think it's the the tough thing with a lot of these superhero movies i get that there's other people that are more into this stuff so as me as a person that's not like to me like my superheroes were batman uh, x-men and yeah. teenage mutant ninja turtles growing up. Those are the ones that I latched onto. Is Spider-Man? Yeah, Spider-Man's fine. Like I I'm, I'm cool with Spider-Man. I understand Spider-Man, but like I wasn't even into Superman or anything. Like to me, Iron Man was too deep. Mm. When they came out with Iron Man for like obviously I know who Iron Man is. Now when they came out with Iron Man for the first time, the first movie, I was like, "Who the fuck is? I thought it was Mega Man."
1: Oh, okay. from oh, Nintendo.
0: That would have been sick. Um, but anyways, yeah but yeah, I don't know I don't know what they're doing like they're just especially after covid everybody's in such a like the studios are in an awful situation because <laughs> you can't make the like we've said the mid level movies and you're just like trying to scrape together some intellectual property to make some cash off of so I mean they're they're literally in what phase six of Marvel like what are, I don't even yeah, know what they're doing anymore they don't either
1: I also I think the problem is um DC wants what Marvel has right now, where it's got like the millions of phases. But I think there's a very distinct difference between Marvel and DC. And DC really wants to fight this distinct difference. And it's Marvel can be very colorful. It can be very flashy. Like, listen, I'm not a fucking fan of Marvel movies, unless it's Spider-Man, but that's more of a Sony thing anyways. But they're very colorful. They're very flashy. I'm sorry, DC, you're dark. You're just fucking dark, motherfuckers. And you have to just accept it. Cause when you do, it goes so right. Like the Batman with yeah. Robert Pattinson Mwah. loved it, put a kiss on it. Eric saw it 100 million times. It, Batman is dark. Honestly, give me a fucking dark Superman. Maybe you did. I didn't fucking watch it. But like, I'm sorry. DC, it's just darker and you can't try and make a Suicide Squad where you're like, we're going to get to like infuse this with color and this weird energy because it's just not it's just not your vibe. And I'm so sorry that you want to fight against it.
2: Yeah. And here's what's interesting, too, because you're actually bringing up a good and something I've often thought about is that instead of these studios chasing Marvel, because that's what they're doing, they're like, let's franchise this star wars let's have like let's franchise it have tv shows have interconnected universes spin-off films all this stuff let's build a cinematic universe dc doing the same thing they're just like holy shit marvel's making hand over fist we gotta introduce superman and bring batman suicide squad blah, blah blah so they're all trying to emulate what marvel does and they they they're not succeeding marvel just figured it out um but when dc has success is when they do the batman that's not connected to anything it's literally like this director has a specific vision of what he wants to do. He does not want to be attached to anything else. Robert Pattinson can't meet Superman in the, the Batman versus Superman, you know, because they have Ben Affleck as Batman. So like nothing mm. can connect. And it did well, say what you want about the joke or you're a fan of it or not. It won the Oscar or the uh, Joaquin Phoenix won the Oscar and it made over a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. And it's a movie that's like a mid-level movie. It's not some hundred million dollar, $200 million movie. So when they do these offshoots, they get success, but they're so determined. And now they've just hired James Gunn mm-hmm. to run the errand of being like, okay, now I'm gonna we're we're scrapping everything. So the last 10 years we're scrapping and we're starting fresh with a new Superman and we're gonna make this interconnected universe. And it's like, but you had so much good success with the one-offs. Even James Gunn's mm-hmm. the Suicide Squad. If you want to consider it a one-off, it's a fucking good movie, and it's a good one-off because I don't have to worry about. Oh, yeah, Ben Affleck's Batman and he'll show up and this. It's just like, no, this is just its own small little contained story. We're just going to do it. And then that becomes a trend where you're like, oh, fuck, I want to be the studio that makes the one offs, not the interconnected universe. Yeah, I'm with you. And
0: especially even when the, in their interconnected universe, when they released the like the Zack Snyder six and a half hour long Justice League whatever bullshit cut on HBO that had so much buzz around it. Yeah. You know, just like being like, this is just this dude's thing. Mm -hmm. This is like what he wanted type of thing. And it wasn't like I mean, it had its faults. I mean, it's like the longest movie ever, but I watched it and I didn't watch any of the other shit. I was like, oh, I got to see what the hell Zack Snyder is trying to do here. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Christopher Nolan personally did it right where it's just like I'm making three. Christian yep. Bale's making three. Like Robert Pattinson, give me three. Honestly, maybe yep. give me four. Because like there was one where it's like, oh, they are doing something a little different. Because I understand Suicide Squad wanted to do something a little bit different. It just like wasn't in the right direction. You know what I mean? Like, dude, Colin Farrell as the Penguin, extraordinary. Extra- like I would love to see what they would do With the Joker, I would love to see what they would do with the Riddler because it feels like they are basing them more in like actually being human, which I thought was like super cool. Um, So it's like you can try something different, but I feel like the Suicide Squad is them chasing Marvel as opposed to maybe just like leaning into like the grittiness that is DC. And like you guys said, like stop trying to make everything connected. Like, you know, Ben Affleck popped up in this one. I didn't fucking need him to pop up. Also, guys, I don't understand it. Ben Affleck does not seem like a very good Batman. He doesn't it, have the chin for it.
0: It was weird. It seemed like having Ben Affleck pop in and be like, hey, I'm here in the Suicide Squad, right? Uh movie. It seems like in like on paper, it would have been a good thing, but like i saw that i was like oh this movie now seems cheaper somehow
1: Mm. like
0: it's really cheap in the movie seeing batman in it for some reason and maybe it's because it's like i don't don't know when you're doing this stupid interconnected bullshit you almost have to tease the possibility of it might happen in the future
2: Mm.
0: like oh at some point batman might show up in here you know these are all his villains but Batman just kind of showed up like 15 minutes into it. I'm like, what the fuck am I watching?
2: Like, why the hell yeah, is his Ben suit Affleck looked, in this? His suit looked a little cheaper. He was lit kind of weird. And you're like, hmm, that's interesting. Also,
0: I feel
1: like I get a little confused too, because DC does do standalone stuff. I feel like we've had a lot of Batmans in my lifetime. I feel like we've had a good handful of Supermans in my lifetime. Because, like, outside of, like, movies, you've also got, like, the CW. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. they've had, like, Smallville. They've had, you know, Batgirl for a hot second. Like, so there's been, like, a lot of different Batmans, a lot of different Supermans. So when Ben Affleck showed up in Suicide Squad, it was like, wait. What movies was I supposed to have seen for this to make sense? Like, when they start off, we are like, Superman's dead. I was like, when... The living fuck did that happen because that's the problem they they make standalone films, but then they're also trying to make interconnected. So it's like how the fuck does that work? because like at least Marvel it's like they just pretended like Edward Norton never motherfucking existed. Their shit is genuinely so interconnected as we're DC, they've just been doing so many shit over the years of like we want to get interconnected, but we also, you know what? Fuck this. Let's start over. Like how complicated is it now going to be with James Gunn now that they're like, okay, we're switching Superman's again. I have to assume they're going to switch Batman's again. So it's like, so wait, what movies am I supposed to be watching in connection with each other? What movies am I not? It's just like, I'm waiting through a sea of shit.
0: I had somebody bring up to me that's like really nerdy and into this shit about how, the Teen Titan Squad is interconnected with this shit. It's is Isn't that a cartoon? Like it's a children's <laughs> cartoon. What are we talking about here? What and are you, How
1: would they be interconnected? because like it's like y'all. Robin
0: or some shit. I don't fucking know. I was like, I don't know what you're talking you
1: know, about. No, honestly, instead of making Suicide Squad, maybe they should have made teen titans that they would don't be care dope. either way right? <laughs> that at least would have been different where you're like, "Oh, we're going to introduce like a batch of people." A teen Titans. Teen okay, t- but like
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Gonna, I don't know, man, like I just don't um fucking know. So
0: Will Smith though. Will Smith doing his Will Smith thing where he was like a good actor in this. Oh yeah, he's great. He he'll
2: always be great. He's a good
0: fucking actor. He really is. Like, there isn't anything I, where I'm like, oh, I'm disappointed in his, what he brought to this film. But he's just like, always oh, really good.
1: I was like disappointed in this film for him. Where I want to be like, Will, get the fuck out of here. Like, honestly, maybe you only made a headshot film. Instead of making the Suicide Squad to introduce all these characters. Fuck it. Don't ever introduce me to them. And just make a headshot movie and let me figure out who the fuck he is from his own solo film. Because honestly, I think Will Smith is one big enough, two talented enough. He probably could have carried a headshot film with no one really fucking understanding who headshot is. And then like at the end, you let Batman pop up and you're like, oh, this is where he is in the world or whatever.
2: Yo, he should make a headshot film because his name in this is Deadshot, but I would watch a <laughs> head, Headshot. Headshot's I mean, the sexier name. Dude. Dude, That'd be a, a porn. A, yeah. Who's the sexiest uh, suicide squad member? I'm gonna go with uh Margo Robbie? No, okay. Katana. Okay. Oh
0: my god. Eric, yeah, can you, can, you gotta Eric. stop you gotta stop <laughs> blowing yourself in here. <laughs> <You're
2: just telling laughs> them, <no. laughs> it's a problem.
0: <laughs> Um, you <laughs> he know, loved, he loved Last Samurai, yeah. you know,
2: who else blew himself in was headshot.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, OK, oh. I will say I don't like what they did with the ladies in this movie. And the director has apologized also for what he did to the ladies in this movie. Like part of me is like whatever. Harley Quinn's like super sexualized, but. I can give you leeway and say that's like part of her character. I don't know if her asshole needed to be out for the entire movie because that's also not part of Harley Quinn's character. That bitch is dressed in like a full clown costume, like all the time, but like her changing in front of people, whatever it's, it is what it is. Okay. What they did with the enchantress bitch they did not need to have her fucking basically naked the whole movie. But then her brother was like some CGI machine, oh, man. What the fuck was that?
2: Yeah. Oh, another thing that bothered me, too, is um too much, too much guns. And I don't say that as someone who's <laughs> like uh, against violence. I want more violence and like crazy shit in my movies. But didn't it seem like it's just like. Oh, okay. They're shooting these people, and then the next scene. Okay, now they got to shoot these people, and then the next scene they got to shoot, and then the ending is SWAT team breaks in, shoots a bunch of people, and that's the Joker. And I'm just like, I don't know. It felt like there's they got they had to diversify some of these action scenes. A lot of shooting. They had they had a born. singular
1: baseball bat in there.
2: Yeah. The, well, I think yeah, I think my my
0: two things were like okay, so Deadshot's whole thing is like he does like amazing sniper shots and shit which they showed in the beginning it was like oh that's cool Mm -hmm. but then like halfway through the movie when because the whole movie is them just walking down you know 15 city blocks to get to a, a building he's just like he's just wasting people like just with a gun and just like he never misses like he's an amazing shot like they do the thing to show his skill in the beginning where it's like he's shooting a bullet through the exact same hole every time yeah it's like well yeah, but he's also just three feet in front of these people. Like, yeah, I yeah. can cap this motherfucker. Like, I don't need to be called I don't need to be called Dead Shot. Like, I want to see Deadshot making some kick-ass shots. I don't want to see yeah. him just like blowing somebody's brains out yeah, from three yeah, yeah. feet. The whole thing was like the I think like I'm not, I'm trying to use a movie term and I and maybe I'm probably using it wrong, but it was very confusing, like the blocking of the movie. Oh. Like they're walk, like it was just poorly done, and and just like the spatially where everybody was. I'm not even gonna say it was confusing because for the most part it was like a video game. It was like your good guys, your protagonist on the left side, that group walking to the right, like it's a Mario Super, or like Super Mario Brothers game, and then the bad guys coming in from the right side, and they have to eliminate the bad guys. (laughs) But it was just cluttered and clunky and messy and it just like nothing looked cool. It Just was like, this looks almost like a, a play that's just being filmed.
1: I want to point out that I was confused because, okay, so Viola Davis's character is up in the FBI. She's like, we need to get all these bad guys together and control them because what if the next Superman isn't a good guy? We need a way to stop them. And you're like, okay, that doesn't seem cool, but okay. And then she like sends them on a mission. And at first I'm like, I think the mission is to stop Enchantress. But then it's like, she definitely compiled them before Enchantress. So it was the original crazy mission. Exactly. But then, so they're like wasting these like weird, foot soldiers that the enchantress makes be the way for her to change humans into her foot soldiers. She has to kiss every goddamn one of that. I don't know how she has the time. Her poor lips are so chapped. She's kissed thousands of people.
2: She can crazy. Do it crazy. COVID. Um,
1: COVID. Yeah, <laughs> this bitch is wild. She's been around for 6,000 years and 5,000 of them. She's just been kissing people. So that's going on. So the whole time they're walking on the street, you're like, okay, they're headed towards Enchantress, who's at the top of a building, and they like you. They show you the building, there's like this you know magical circle around it a la Ghostbusters. Okay, it's like a video game where are like, I can see where we are walking to. We get into a building, they're fighting people, uh, we're throwing flames. Oh, he's his powers are incredible, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. we just open a door and we're like. Hey, Viola Davis, who I kind of fucking forgot was in this movie and watching us the whole time. We're here. Maybe to save you? Was this the mission? I'm not sure. Then she just wastes all the fucking FBI agents in the room, which is like, they don't have the clearance for this. Like, for what? For what? And then... She's like, I'm done with all of you bitches. She leaves. She gets into a fucking helicopter crash. And Enchantress snags her. And then the Suicide Squad's like, fuck, it's on us. We have to go get her from Enchantress because we got these things in our neck that are going to blow us up. So, like, it behooves us to go save her from Enchantress. And at this point, I am just so violently confused and annoyed because what the fuck have I been watching up until this point? Like, so why did she assemble them? What was the mission in the first goddamn place then? Does anybody know?
2: I was so confused when Amanda Waller, a.k.a. Viola Davis, was in that building. I'm like, wait. Was that supposed to be like a twist? Did I miss something that, yeah, like you're saying, like I was just confused to I'm like, like they were in the building the whole time, or was that established?
0: I, I didn't know what was going on. I through. don't know.
1: I knew she was in a room yeah. watching them and communicating with them, and I apparently very wrongly assumed she was watching them go towards Enchantress,
2: but they were going but she was her.
1: watching them go to her,
2: yeah. I don't Something. know if it was, like,
1: was this, like, a trial run to see, like, can we get them
2: to, to the all building? work
1: together and get to me? I don't know. But, like, I'm Eric, I was so profusely confused when they opened the door to Viola Davis's character. I was like, wait, was this the mission? And they never really, like, make it make sense.
2: I mean, you just pitched kind of a cool movie. I don't know if people would be happy with that. But what if it was like kind of what do you call it? Uh, yeah, what do you call it when you do something, but it's not real, but it's uh, you like, like send a simulation. To, oh, no, no. You send soldiers to like Cuba on false pretenses. What is like, that called?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Illegal.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like what we do,
1: it's like a bush, like, oh, they got nukes over there. So we're going to go to head to Afghanistan.
2: Yeah. But it's like, um, like a false flag. False flag. Yeah. 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 That's an interesting movie where it's like, we're going to get the bad guys to work for us and blah, blah. And we're going to stage this whole thing. And then they get to the building and Amanda Waller's there. And she's like, oh, they do behave and blah, blah, blah. blah. And like, we have them under a thumb. And they're like, wait, there's no threat. There's no blah, blah. And she's like, yep. It was all fake. And then maybe the third act is them being like, fuck this shit and getting crazy and, <laughs> and like, like <laughs> mutilating okay. her body. No,
0: but then <laughs> also
1: at one point, Enchantress's lover was like, you know what? They're like looking like you knew some shit. Yeah. And you didn't tell us. He's like, okay, okay. I'll tell you everything. And then he they just showed some clips of him being in love with the doctor who turns into an entrantress. And then there he went, and now that's everything. And I went, wait, you did not tell me, Dick, that I didn't already know. Like, I am still confused. And you clarified nothing after telling me that you're like, it's okay, guys. I'll clarify it now. And I felt so... um like a pie in my face
0: but my, my favorite part of the movie is like enchantress would start like acting up or whatever viola davis would rip out a fountain pen and start stabbing her heart
2: oh shit that's a straight <laughs> out of evil dead very mm, really cool <laughs> um here's another thing mark was talking about like the death of the theatrical experience and we'll see how avatar does this weekend it's a uh, they're projecting the sequel is going to get some big box office numbers but does it have Here's- to make $2 billion? <laughs> Listen, make it'll like-
1: make it. I'll say it. It'll make
0: it. I make like $10 billion. dude. They made the the y- Navi. Na- Is that what they're called? Uh, the Navi. The Navi way yeah. sexier this time. Oh, uh, yeah, bro. Dude, <laughs> uh, I watched. Yeah, heck you are be a tall bitch. <laughs> I-,
2: I watched the first one. It's crazy. There's a scene where the princess character, Zoe Sildana, like grabs a flower and like drinks the water from it, and some of it gets on her chin, and she wipes it away. Oh, hey yeah. So- <laughs> okay, you're fucking vulnerable.
1: I
0: like, okay, my favorite part, my favorite part of all of Avatar, <laughs>
1: chin right is now.
0: Sigourney Weaver is in her Avatar body. Yeah, so she's it's, it's Sigourney Weaver blue, right? But <laughs> she's wearing like a Harvard shirt. Oh yeah, when they're wearing the uh, college shirts.
1: <laughs> You know, but- kudos to all of you motherfuckers that are going to go watch it. I hope you enjoy yourselves, but please do not try and convince me that that movie is anything other than just visually beautiful. Don't you dare try and convince me that that's like a compelling story. You got to go with... <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't even want to know what you guys are talking about. Um- uh-huh, You're
1: not a bad, <Why>?
2: <laughs> um But speaking of box office, movies need to make money. I think the theatrical experience is going to turn into what all media has turned into. Mark, you could probably speak on this better. You're a communications major.
0: Uh, <laughs> You're not I am. Oh, are you? <laughs> I was here for broadcasting. Well, that's broadcast. It was in the communicate. It's a okay, but I have a general degree. communication. All right. Well, the there was general, there was PR <laughs> and marketing, and there was broadcasting. All right. Go ahead. Okay.
2: Well, what yeah. I want to bring up. Is that media of like the last 15 years, let's say, has turned into a trend, whereas prior in the 90s and before then, and maybe the early 2000s, there was limited channels, limited films. So the bigger population would go together to experience you know, Seinfeld or Titanic or whatever is coming out. But now we're in an age where like niche things, it's not, it's not bigger. What am I trying to say? It's not like, here's one show. It's like, here's a million shows, but they still make money because even though the audience isn't the, 5 million that would watch Seinfeld all the time. I feel like the numbers were probably bigger than that.
0: And Seinfeld was definitely way more than 5 (laughs) billion.
2: Yeah. Like something ridiculous. Like however much of the population now it's like, oh, well, this show gets 20,000 viewers, but it works out because like we're consistently getting it and we market to them and they buy the merch, whatever. You know what I mean? Like things have just become very niche. That's why there's all these podcasts, right? Like, yeah everything gets spread thin. And I think that's going to happen in the theatrical experience because if you look at some of the box office successes of this year, it's like, yeah, you have your big blockbuster movies, Top Gun, that made like huge money. And that's a very classic blockbuster. But then you have weird things like Terrifier 2, which was that clown killer slasher movie that was made for $250,000 and it grossed $12 million. That's in crazy. the theaters with no advertising, the only trailer was one trailer that showed up on YouTube, but there was no TV spots, no trailers before your theatrical experience. It's just mm. a movie that like was speaking to a niche audience that went out in droves to see it, and so that gross. And then even something like Everywhere, Everything, All at Once, or whatever—that was a movie oh, that, that was, was very good, so good, and it just stayed in theaters forever. But that. Obviously it made a lot of money, so you can't say it's speaking to a niche audience, but I don't know. A part of me is thinking it's like, I think things are going to get more specific and nichey, And that's why going back to DC, yeah, make something very specific Mm -hmm. like the Joker and niche and just like, it's a a small thing. And you go see that instead of turning the theatrical experience into television, because cinematic universe just feels like television to me. It's Mm -hmm. too connected. It's too much of a long story. I want to watch a movie and forget it after I leave the theater.
1: Also, I think if you make something niche and it's good, you're going to make your money. It's going to be successful no matter what, because people just crave watching something good. Like, Say they made a Deadshot movie, not a Headshot movie, a Deadshot movie, and it was just really fucking good. People would go see it. You know, even if they're like, I don't really know who that villain is, but it was done well. People would be like, holy shit. I just fell in love with like a new Batman villain. You know what I mean? As opposed to like trying to do this thing where like cramming a bunch of fucking shit into one movie. Like they almost should have pared it back even more. Don't give me the Joker movie. Give, give me the weird niche movie. I don't know
2: communications mark go on Mm, i mean
0: i don't i think that what i think this is kind of like uh i mean i don't know the movie business but it seems a little bit like the like a swan song for these huge companies and for movie theaters where they're just grasping at the last straws that are making them money you know, and that's and, they're, and what's making the money is these they have to do something. We're just like, we have to make it worth it to go to a movie theater and see this motherfucker because yeah, they're not going to like people people don't care how they're getting content. You know, people don't go like, oh, I just love watching this TV show over broadcast TV. They go, oh, I just like this TV show, whether it's on Netflix or they're watching it on their phone or they're watching it on YouTube. People don't give a shit. And I don't know. It's so it's so much less expensive now to get content from the things that you like and cheaper to do it that you don't need the middleman of like a studio like All right, like Jimmy Fallon puts on a TV show every single night and I think their budget's like a million dollars a week to put wow. on that show, right? To pay everybody and to do any little extras they want to do, they spend a million dollars a week on that show. There's people on Twitter that like i high i hold in higher esteem than jimmy fallon that are just tweeting bullshit and shit posting and it's costing them zero dollars a week mm. but the machine of like the networks have to keep on putting out these shows yeah i don't you know what i mean i, I think it's just like the it's like this weird middleman that is trying to still stay relevant and so they're I think they're just going to keep on putting out bigger and bigger movies and it's going to be less movies every year. And it's going to be these massive things. And they're going to, you're going to keep on seeing these like IP type of
2: things. Cause it's the only way they're making money. Mm. What was the last movie for you, Lily, that you want to go to the theaters and see, like, you're like, I can't miss out on this. I was the Batman.
1: Okay. Honestly, the last two movies that I was like, I have to see these in theaters. And we did see, honestly, like, I feel like Mark and I are like a pretty good dichotomy, too, because like we used to go to movie theaters all the time before we had kids and we'd see any piece of shit that was out. But Mm. now we're very strategic about when we go to the movies. So like some of the only movies and like I also have like a big fear of the movies now. Like I don't want to get shot and killed. I don't want to get COVID. All that kind of stuff. Some of the biggest things we've seen were Star Wars. Mm. um, Spider-Man. No Way Home was like A huge one that I was like, Mark, we have to see it in theaters. And I will tell you, it made me want to keep going back to the theaters because that was like, I've said it so many times. It was an experience. The crowd was like gasping and crying and cheering. And it felt like, um, it felt like when you were a kid going to the movie theaters. And then we went and we saw the Batman, which also was fantastic. And one movie that we did it where we streamed it at home. And I fucking regretted it. Dune.
2: Because I do think, you know,
1: I, I agree with Mark. there's so many ways to get your content now. It's so expensive to go to the movies now, as opposed to like, I could stream something and forget that I'm paying like 15 bucks a month for it pretty easily. Um, But a movie like Dune, some of those like really huge movies, they do just look bigger on the, colossal screen in mm-hmm. a movie theater. They don't hit quite the same in your living room. So, you know, I wouldn't want to see movie theaters completely go away, but they have to figure out something because
0: or just fuck them. Why well, need to go to a movie theater.
1: No, but okay. But like Dune, Dune was okay at home. We got to
0: get a bigger TV. Dune baby. We did. God damn <laughs> we it. We it did.
1: But, you know, I feel like Dune would have been better on the screen. The Batman that is a dark motherfucking movie. I'm sorry. I need to be in like an IMAX to see yeah. some. I need to be able to see Robert Pattinson's fucking freckles. Okay.
0: Yeah. Just the way it
1: is. Yeah. Nobody's
0: going to the movie theater to go watch triangle of sadness.
2: Right. Or tar. Tar. Yeah. yeah.
1: Honestly, like I'm not even going to the movies to see like a rom-com or a musical, which is like sad. Cause I want those to still get made. But like, let me fucking watch that at home.
2: I'm with you. When you go to the movies, even when we saw Top Gun and you can listen to the review on the Patreon, Top Gun Maverick, uh, even when we saw that and as annoying and as weird as her crowd was, because there was like a guy filing taxes and the guy sitting next to us was like talking about the movie as it was happening. It was like an insane crowd. There is something special about a crowd that's like excited, juiced up and excited.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I do feel like there's it. I'm at the point with movie theaters where it's like, I want to see a blockbuster and I want to see it in the fucking first week it comes out. After that, I'm out.
0: All right. So Wild Wild Will, we got what's oh, what's next? So it's a uh, right collateral beauty. No. Bright. Right. No, it's no collateral beauty.
2: Are we watching that one?
0: Is He's he in I'm there? looking at this thing. I'm looking at the the poster for it, it's literally his face. And then everybody else is in his body like their f- pictures. That's he's, the he's next the movie too. before
1: Bright. Yeah.
0: Fantasy drama directed by David Frankel. Written by Alan Loeb.
1: I feel like I'm just so confused about Will Smith's career at this point in the podcast because hes he's a he's handsome. He's a big name. He's giving very good performances. So why are we watching so many stinkers? Look, you got Claire, I know, really? but I'm just confused. Like, I feel like I'm confused where like I don't understand why we're watching such stinkers because like the math isn't making sense to me. Like a plus star, a plus performance says bad judgment. Like, I don't you know what I like? You don't find it confusing. Like where? Where did we go wrong? Will?
2: I know like, we're we at- start
1: watching these.
2: Well, I know we're wrapping up, but I have a theory, though, because these are the weird movies that time has forgotten, right? Concussion and focus and this collateral beauty where you're like, what? What is this movie? When did it come out? What is it? But we've kind of been enjoying them because they're so not in the zeitgeist. We're kind of like, oh, focus was kind of weird and interesting. Not perfect. Oh, concussion is kind of weird and interesting. And I'm like, OK, maybe collateral beauty is going to be like, huh, OK. I rather spend the better. night wa- yeah i'd rather
0: spend the night watching collateral beauty than bright oh yeah
1: for sure i just i feel like it's just confusing that's it
0: all right so collateral beauty next uh subscribing to the patreon patreon.com slash the gentleman's club um you get early episodes of gentleman's club episodes and all that good stuff all right that's it bye happy holidays
1: Oh, pervert. Oh, that was for
2: you too. <laughs> sure. I'm
1: still a pervert. Are you gonna go to your parents this weekend?
2: Um, so possibly. Like I said, I, I probably don't have COVID because I just had it. Uh, mm. and then what we found out is the landlord. He doesn't know if he has COVID, but he's someone who I talk to quite regularly. And today he showed up and he's like, Stay away from me because I feel sick as a shit. So all right,
1: yeah, maybe just stay home then.
2: So we'll see. We'll see. Come Sunday, we'll see.
1: You just stay home. We'll see what chopped. Better get a fucking suit, though, bitch. All right. This is a I do have
2: to. All right. All right. See you guys. Bye.